Hi, my queens, and welcome back to Spill the V. Finally. In 2020, we took a brief hiatus on the podcast, but I am so excited to be back and excited to have more amazing interviews with incredible women. I have missed recording so much, and I am so excited that my team has found a way to produce the podcast without being in person. For more fun content and some videos from the podcast, be sure to follow Queen V on Instagram. Our guest today is the incredible Helen Hall, founder of Blender Bombs, a nutrient-dense superfood ball that you can add to your smoothies, oatmeal, or you can eat them on their own. She's based out of Charleston, and she's super down-to-earth and super DIY. Let's do it! I am so excited to meet you finally, Helen. I have literally been such a big fan of your company for so long and your team was so nice and sent me some, um, and I didn't open this one, but you guys also sent me the granola and I literally was, I, it was oh. addicting. I was snacking yeah. on it so much. I had to put it away. I was like, I cannot be near this. Put it in the fridge and then you won't eat it as much. Oh, it's a trick. That's a really good trick. The that flavor you got, the sunflower seed coconut is one of my favorites too. It's really good to eat as a snack. If you like microwave it for seven seconds. Okay. This is like very helpful insight. I know. Um, like for, those who, like, not, <laughs> for those who don't know what we're talking about, um, can you just tell us a little bit about Blender Bombs? Yeah. So um, I guess everyone, my name's Helen. I'm 28. I live in Charleston and I have a company called Blender Bombs, which I started in 2017. And it started off with just one product, the Blender Bomb. It's a ball of Chia seed, hemp seed, flax seed, uh, walnuts, pecans, dates, almonds, bee pollen, aloe, honey. So every smoothie ingredient you need is rolled into like a two tablespoon size ball and you just throw it or crumble it in your blender and with your fruits and your vegetables and it makes your smoothie a meal replacement. And it just keeps you full. It really helps with curving cravings, which is why I like it a lot. Um, and it's just like a consistent part of your day. So started that in 2017 and we've expanded our product line. We have granola, we have smoothie butter we have some bomb bars that are so good and we have drizzle like a date and aloe based syrup that sounds incredible yeah it's I so good obsessed I love that this company is just great for busy people too like I feel like for me my excuse to always like not eat healthy is like oh I'm like running late. I need to, you know what I mean? Like go through this drive-through or like grab this. Yeah. So um, can you just tell me a little bit about like why you started this company? If, you know, this was something you were finding as well, being as busy as I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a lazy, busy person, you know, <laughs> maximum or minimum effort, but like maximum amount of results. Right. And so when I was in college, I gained 30 pounds, probably like everyone in college. Freshman 30. <laughs> Yeah, freshman 30, and I was always super in shape, did a lot of sports growing up, ate whatever I wanted, but in college, I ate whatever I wanted, added alcohol on top of that, took away the exercise, and gained 30 pounds, and like just staying up all night. So I did every fad diet under the sun to try and lose the weight, and I would lose some of it, but then gain it right back, and it was just the toxic diet culture that is now thankfully being canceled. Um, but my senior year, I finally just started, you know, you fail so many times until you find what works for you. And that's when this like 80, 20 whole food plant-based concept is what ended up working for me. So that just means 80% and I do not count at all. Like I haven't weighed myself, haven't counted a calorie, a macro, like in eight years, but it's this mindset of just an abundance of whole food plant-based and then 20% or whatever amount whatever else makes the 
the vehicle taste good. So whether it is a little bit of cheese or a little bit of oil, or, you know, for some people it's meat, just whatever makes you want to eat more vegetables basically and fruits. So I found that and I was working with a doctor cause I was a binge eater as well. Like I was binge eating chocolate all the time and just sweets in general. And he was like, okay, so you're binge eating. So your body is not getting nutrients that it needs during the day, or you're not eating enough. That's why you're binge eating. So he gave me a list of like all those nuts and seeds. I said at the beginning of the episode and he told me to start adding them to my daily smoothie. So I did that. And in college I had the time cause I didn't have anything else to do. You know, I could, I could spend 10 to 15 minutes making a smoothie opening up, you know, eight to 10 different bags, measuring it out, putting it in the blender, blending, closing the blender. I mean, closing the bags, putting them away, cleaning the blender. Like it took 15 minutes to do all of that, but I didn't care. And I noticed right away after like a, a week of having that smoothie that my cravings were absolutely gone because I was adding cacao powder to the smoothie. It was nuts. I was like, holy shit, nutrition is a thing. Like food is fuel. It was the first time I really realized that food is fuel. and I kept up with the smoothie routine, fell in love with um, fitness and health. Well, just health, really. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like not, not really fitness, to be honest. But um, I became a personal trainer because I thought, I thought I liked fitness. But instead, I just ended up preaching food to all my clients the whole time. And I started making the blender bombs for my clients. And the, it just skyrocketed. Like People started wanting blender bombs that weren't my clients you know, studios around town started going to sell the blender bombs. And I had to adjust really quickly to the ask. And the only way that I marketed it was people would send me testimonials and I would screenshot them and put it on my Instagram story, which only had like 2000 followers at the time. So yeah, that's kind of how it started. Wow. And now we are in, I guess it's been what, four years and we're in like 10 different Costco's we're national with whole foods. We launched in Walmart this year ah, and it's, so it's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. That's huge. And I mean, ju- that's just so inspiring too. It really is like the definition of turning in a passion into a business. Um, and how were you able to just grow it so quickly? I saved every penny I ever made. So I was broke as shit before I was like $300 in my bank account. And, um, I, I was immediately profitable because I would go to Costco and buy the ingredients and then just roll everything in my kitchen. And so, yeah, that's why it's funny. Like now we're in Costco, but I started there. I was like going to Costco two to three times a week. And um, I just had no overhead. It was just me doing it all day, all night when I wasn't training. So, and so at first I wasn't selling the blender bombs for enough money. I was only selling them for like cost. <laughs> and then I had to up the price so I could like survive and it'd be yeah. worth my time. And that's when we landed on the $2.50 a bomb price. And that's what it still is today. Hopefully one day as we continue to scale, we can get it cheaper. But as of now, it's got to stay that price. And, and I found a catering kitchen six months later or three months later after I was like so overwhelmed with orders. And a catering kitchen started making the blender bombs for me. I kept doing the shipping. And then six months after that, I found a co-packer. They started making and shipping. And then I just focused on the business. And then about like three months after that is when I hired my first employee. Wow. That's just such an incredible story. I love it so much. And I mean, to be totally honest, you make it kind of sound a little bit easy. Like, were there any unique challenges you faced, especially being a woman in this, I would say, I guess, traditionally dominated by male industry? I feel very lucky because the beginning was pretty easy. 
that the, it took off because the product worked. I wasn't like selling something that I had to force down people's throats. Like it was a need in the marketplace and it was an idea that just popped into my head and I just took action on it. And I did that with so many ideas, but for some reason this one like took off. I didn't mean, like I wasn't trying to make money. I wasn't trying to start a business. I was just, you know, filling a void. Making problems. <laughs> yeah, it was very easy for the first year and a half. And then once we started getting into retail, it got really complicated. That's when it got really stressful and really hard because you do not make a penny from retail for the first like two to three years. I mean, no chance. Yeah. I definitely learned that the hard way with Queen Bee too. It's like, yeah, it starts off very fun. And then like the retail opportunity is so exciting, but then you're like, wait, how do I fulfill all of these orders? I know. So. Yeah. Or like, how do I get people to buy my product in a store where I'm not allowed to market to them? Oh man, those are some crazy challenges. Um, and yeah. so what is like, I know this is like a weird question because I feel like every day is probably very different for an entrepreneur. I know it is for me, but like a typical kind of day in the blender bomb world, yeah. what does that look like? It is emails, emails, phone calls, phone calls, emails. And I'm really bad at emails. So I hired an assistant to help me with emails and she changed my life. I like paid her from my personal salary to just help take a burden. Like I would rather be broke and not stressed than, okay. you know, like I'm yeah. that type of person. There's the Elon Musks out there who are going to grind all night and all day until they, they make their dreams come true. But like, I need to be happy before I can do anything. Like I love hustling and I work my ass off, but I'm very good at delegating. So I delegate everything. So I'm at a point in my position is a lot of management. Hopefully in the next you know, year, we'll be able to hire a CEO so that they can take over someone with experience because we've grown it to where it is today without anyone being in this industry before. And we, I feel like we're getting to a point where we can't really propel it any further unless we have someone else who's done it before. Yeah. And I totally just being like another kind of entrepreneur to entrepreneur, I think it's amazing that you're kind of able to admit and talk about your strengths versus your weaknesses. Because I think for me, you know, the second you kind of create a successful company, you realize, oh, wait, I'm not actually good at everything. I'm really good at these things. And that's what I should be doing. Um, and I think that, you know, that's kind of like a learning curve for a lot of entrepreneurs. And it sounds like you learn that pretty quickly. And then yeah. in fact, I was actually an assistant for two years. So my inbox, well, my inbox is flawless. Like I don't need an assistant. So any assistants out there who think maybe they're wasting their time, honestly, I would say one of the most valuable skills ever. That's what I was telling because she doesn't like being called an assistant. Yeah. I'm like, that is the hardest position to fill. I would die without you. Like I would actually die without yes. you. It is one of the most important positions. I totally agree. Um, and so we actually asked some of our followers, um, you know, if they had any questions for you. And we got this question quite a bit, um, just when you decided to pursue your company full time. So I think a lot of followers out there have these amazing ideas that are kind of, you know, their side hustle, but they're not sure when to pivot and really make it their full time gig. I probably say the opposite of what a lot of people say, but I, and this is how I built my business. Like I did not invest in something unless I was absolutely sure it would give me a return. So I wouldn't pay for an influencer unless I had talked to 
bought different companies who worked with her and knew that she could produce an ROI. I wouldn't invest in packaging unless I absolutely knew I could move through that inventory in two months. So I did not quit my job until I knew I could afford this. Um, but it was a personal training position. So I had control of like slowly reducing my clients and my hours and my classes that I was teaching. So I went from teaching, you know, three days a week and then having personal training clients in the other two to just teaching three days a week, then to just teaching two days a week and then one day a week. And then I was done. Wow. Yeah. But I was lucky to have that. Yeah, that's definitely ideal. Um, and then just for those of you who are listening that don't know what ROI is, return on investment, a term that I would say is used quite frequently. Um, but that's definitely great. Just having that flexibility. Um, yeah, I didn't have that. Yeah. So Cause I, I grew up like broke. I was, it was ingrained in me to be conscious with my money and make sure that I was spending it wisely. And I'm so glad I did because I still haven't had to bring on an investor. Yeah. That's amazing. And then you don't have to manage that relationship. Oh, it's oh my God. And that's what I'm learning now is like less is more, honestly, you know, we started the smoothie bar as well. And we started like another side. Oh, the smoothie bar that you said earlier. It's such a key. Yeah. Yeah. Hustle smoothie bar. And, you know, we wanted to like franchise that and we will one day, but like at this time, I'm starting to really understand the value of less is more. Yeah. That's great advice. I love that. Just enough to like survive and live happily and like live free and like, you know, not have to check your bank account every morning is nice. Like I had to work to get there, but now that I'm there, like I'm content. I love it. And I think too, like even on just like a bigger scale, I feel like a lot of brands, you know, have these big budgets and just kind of throw around their money and like, they like to see what sticks. But for me with Queen V, it was the same thing that you were doing, like every single dollar counted. And like, you know, it would take risks here and there, but at the end of the day, like if it doesn't work, that came out of your budget. Yeah. Like, goodbye. Yeah. You're not going to like risk a hundred percent of your bank account for something. No, just a little bit of it and see if it works. I love that. Um, and then this is the fun part. So we have our rapid fire questions. Um, and I do have to, before we get into rapid fire, because I'm obsessed with Bravo, I have to tell you <laughs> that Southern charm is like my favorite show. So when you said Charleston, I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. There's, um, so they're like some of my best friends, which is we're the same age. So I have been living at Naomi's house for the last week and I go back there next week, but she, as a person, I can't speak highly enough about her. She quit the show for a reason. It's toxic, obviously, but, um, but like really fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. And super fun, not fun to like, uh, do, but super fun to watch. Yeah. And it gave her some blessings that, that she just continues to like pour into other people. Like she's constantly promoting other people's businesses. She is a freaking wealth of knowledge. She's so down to earth. Like I could not speak highly enough about her. That, this was my tangent. I apologize to everyone, but like anyone who knows me knows that like Bravo is literally my obsession. So yeah. Well, Anyways. anytime you have questions, I can give you some tea. <laughs> we'll, we'll do the tea after uh, this podcast. Um, yeah. On to the rapid fire. So what is your self-care self-love routine on a day off? Right now is my day off, actually. So I am reading a book. I just had an hour-long call with my therapist. I um, texted some people I work with and said, like, I'm taking the day off. 
don't bother me. That is a um, good day off. I'm still in my pajamas, like obviously. <laughs> I love it. Um, and I do not cook. I just eat straight from the fridge. I eat oh. like a slob. <laughs> um, and make smoothies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even make smoothies anymore. We like have the smoothie bar sells prepped cups. So I dump the cup, press blend, and it's there. It's crazy. Wow. Or I'll like go get a smoothie, but I'll cuddle my cats. Hi. Perfect for Queen V. We have a little cat here. She's so cute. So cute. Um, and then what piece of advice would you give your 13-year-old self? I feel like that's a hard question. <laughs> I know. And I want to be cliche, but I'm not. Like, so I'll give two. Like one is follow your gut. <laughs> And the other one is like, you have to acknowledge, I think accepting mistakes is the biggest thing in the world for anyone to do is like, people will always make mistakes. There's a reason people make mistakes and that's what needs to be looked into. Not like, it's not black or white when someone makes a mistake. Like there's a reason someone made a mistake. When it comes to work, it could be, they're either not the right fit or you didn't explain it well enough or they don't give a fuck. Or, you know, when it comes to like relationships, again, it's like someone's needs weren't met. Um, they're not the right person for you or like they're just an asshole. You know, like there's always, I think a lot of times when I was younger, I would end relationships with friends, with people, with um, places I worked, with boyfriends, just like immediately when someone made a mistake. And learning how to navigate that has changed my life. Oh, I don't think I've learned that still. So <laughs> really? Yeah, it's crazy. It's been, I'm so glad I learned that. As I get older, but that's good advice for me too. Um, yeah. And speaking of advice, what is the worst piece of advice you've ever received? I just absolutely hate when anyone like tells me what to do unless I ask for it, you know? because people are gonna inherently be different. Like if humans are 70% water and no water molecule is like, no, you know, no snowflake is ever the same, right? Like every snowflake is different and every person is gonna be different. And I think the worst piece of advice you can do is just listen to someone else. It's really good advice. I'm like, yeah. I really need to like take this advice. And it's funny because I asked what was the worst piece of advice and then you made it into such great advice. <laughs> Uh, worst piece of advice is anything anyone's ever given me that wasn't my own choice. <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, next question. This one actually comes from me. So when did you realize your brand was going to succeed and how did that make you feel? Oh my God, I cried so much. Just yeah. out of like gratitude and love and joy. And, and I knew it was going to succeed when... I was doing like $2,000 a day in sales. Wow. That's when I knew that I could like hire someone and that's when I knew it would succeed. But yeah, what it looked like was just crying all the time. Sometimes I feel bad that I don't cry anymore about it. Because <laughs> you're kind of just like used to it. I don't know. I feel that way too. It's like, I try really hard to celebrate the small wins, you know, yeah. I feel like big wins are very rare. So it's like, even when I like, you know, connect with a customer in a certain way. I, I get excited about it. I feel like, yes, dude, testimonials light us up. I mean, if someone takes the time to send you a message about what your product did for them, 
that's the biggest gift ever. That's when I start to cry is when I hear from other people what the product has done for them. I totally, usually it's not even just the product itself. It's like the brands, it's the lifestyle. It's when they're able to commit to something and like, they're proud of themselves. It's not like the product's magic all the time. Yeah. I like that. Um, okay. So very queen bee kind of questions, but, uh, did your mom or did your parents have like any sort of funny nickname for your vagina growing up? No. And that's what I talked to my therapist about is like, we didn't talk about that stuff Wow. Like, ever. And I wish that we had a little bit, but, um, so it kind of forced me to like close down a lot in my, in my relationships with like friends and people, like they're great relationships, but they were never fully honest, open, raw and real and like transparent conversations because everything was kind of sugarcoated. And so, you know, boobs were called like bosoms, you know? <laughs> and like, I think my vagina was called like TT, you know? <laughs> that's okay. I've never heard TT before. So that's a good one. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. And then last question, because I always love hearing this and I hope it embarrasses you a little bit, but what is your first period story? Um, it was remember? Late. Yeah, it was, I was running track oh, and it's a nightmare. Yeah, it, it wasn't like super embarrassing, but it was sophomore year of high school, which I feel like is pretty late maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't cause know. I was an athlete. And so I was like running track and I just remember going to the bathroom but I was so embarrassed to like tell my mom. And so I do feel like when we have kids one day, we can just be so blunt and honest with them. Be like, Hey, you're going to get prepared one day. Like we're just going to go get it. Like, and just make it a safe place so that no one feels embarrassed about it. I love that. Yeah. There's something like, why are we going to be embarrassed about it? It's kind of weird. Like blood does come out of us. It's fucking weird. It's so bizarre. You know, it's just like the weirdest thing monthly thing that happens can't control it can't help it I know (laughs) it's just so odd like if you think about the human body what is going on pretty incredible to me it is so amazing like everything is in perfect balance everything has a reason it's crazy I love it. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Again, congratulations on all of the success. I mean, such a fan. Um, and all of your advice today, I think will help a lot of other people. Um, I I hope that we get to meet in person one day. Yeah. And if anyone has questions, just shoot me a DM. We can do a discount code for everyone listening as well. I guess like spill the V is probably what you use a lot, right? Yep. Okay. We're doing it right now. Use code spill the V for a discount. 15% off. Ooh, 15% off. That's pretty good yeah. too. Good. And Blenderbox.com. Yeah, and yeah any questions people have, just reach out. Cool. Well, thank you so much. And we'll definitely uh, link your Instagram as well. So everyone can DM you and hit you up for more <laughs> advice. Awesome. Yeah, bye. Well, thank you. Bye.